Hello and welcome to the Mikey Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 12 and I'm joined here with Benny Eggs. How you doing, man? Hey, good, brother. Thanks for having us. I'm excited. Pump. Yeah, it's good to have you in the show, dude. We've been kicking around the scene for a little bit and I've had uh, a couple other of our mutual friends on the show. I had Kai and Bill on the show before, man. It's good yeah. to have you you here. Fucking man, glad, man. It looks like you're working your way through the crew comedy cats, man, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's it. we just got to get uh, Jacob Cade and we should be right. Yeah, mate. You'll have all four of us there, mate, and you'll be the most fucking diverse podcast in all of Canberra. <laughs> How about that, mate? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to do something maybe down the track where we have like um, all four of you and do like a video thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That'd be great because like for us... Um, Aboriginal comedy is really unique, you know. It's similar to when you go into America and you look at the way, um, I guess, the African-Americans and that, the, the black Americans joke about their own community, their culture, and it can be pretty pretty intense, you know. Same, it's the same with Aboriginal people, man. Like, the way that we joke, the way that we relate, um, you know. I do a joke, and this is where I was kind of my signature joke when I was starting off, and I was called Kung Fu Benny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking about how like my my mum used to like flog me, and all my 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 elders used to flog me so much that I developed my own kung fu, <laughs> you know, and how you dodge broomsticks and duck cords <laughs> and belts and all that shit, man. Um, but there's white people in the audience who were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> where was child safety when this was happening? You know, like where's family services? You yeah, poor yeah. thing." Whereas black fellas in the audience are like, ah, motherfucker, <laughs> that was Tuesday for me, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we have a really unique way of joking about our upbringing that's, that's kind of different and awesome. Yeah, man, it makes for good content, man. We've um, seen a bunch of shows coming out with the Deadly Funny and all that sort of stuff, and that's always good, man. It's good to get that extra side of comedy a lot of the time you d- like you said this unique content stuff that's relatable you yeah. know um stuff like that man and part of comedy is being relatable and if you're not if you didn't grow up like that you might not understand it but then you no. have like four people in the crowd that will like that was their childhood and they're rolling around laughing they Absolutely. know exactly what it's like yeah and you want to like you know we have things that are specific like you know we we have um uh, things like treaty and and we have a past with 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 our commonwealth you know and and that's and that's a a tragic and traumatic and there's still stuff we still got to deal with today with as a result of of you know kind of like constitutional recognition and treaty trying to get the government to sign we do occupy 51 percent of the juvenile detention centers we occupy 26 percent of of the fucking adult population but we only make up 2.8 percent of the population why can't we talk about this you know, we have um, a whole bunch of things around the forced removal of children, like children being removed from the care of their parents at, a, at an astronomical rate even today. So we, we have these really extreme statistics in our, in our culture and community. And although they're not joking matters, it produces, I believe, that in that upbringing, that, that, that militant black upbringing, it produces this style of comedy that we we can talk about the the extreme stuff man and find it funny yeah well a lot of the time um there might be comedy in extreme situations you know or another thing that happens and i've seen this a lot in the scene is 
people use comedy to deal with situations that aren't so easy to deal with. Yep. It, it adds um, an extra element to it as like a coping mechanism. Yep. Um, so obviously if you've got like issues in your past, things like that, and then you bring it onto the stage, it's like, it's kind of like therapy for, for some people, man. Man, for me, that's was comedy origins for me. Yeah. It, it wasn't that I was just like a mad funny prick, you know, for me, it was just like, I, I, I got, I need an outlet for the pressure. I need an outlet for this. And people are like, you're pretty funny, man. You, you know, you're pretty funny. You know, I was like, shit, maybe we should just do stand up. I mean, I, I grew up idolizing stand up comedians and then thought, shit, why don't I try it? And, yeah. and roll the dice. It just happened that our worlds collided and it worked. Yeah, well, you, where'd you start stand-up? I know before you came to Canberra, you were in Sydney before. Yeah, so I did, I've did. i been doing stand-up for many years now, like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. So started in Sydney, Origins for me, and um, uh, I went into a competition and, um, and all the audience had to vote on who won. So um, my business brain clicked in and made sure that the um, majority of the audience were people I knew. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, and so I like to say that I won, but I, I wouldn't say that I won fairly. <laughs> um, but I went on there, uh, did, a, did a few rounds, won the competition. Um, and, and I think, you know, uh, that I was funny as well. But um, it just kicked off from there. And then there were promoters there who kind of said, hey, I like your stuff. Do you want to come and do a show? Um, and then after about a year, uh, I realized, shit, I'm going to have to grind at this and work and, and figure out how to write funniest stuff. Um, yep. cause times change, you know, what I used to joke about back then, I can't joke about today. Mm. And mm. that's a, and that's a significant thing. Uh, comedy is an organic moving thing that you need to understand what's trending, the times, be in tune, be woke, yeah. understand, <laughs> understand the super woke community and, and, and those who are just fucking ignorant you know, rat's tail looking dudes who have, <laughs> you know, pretty extreme right wing views. Yeah. And understanding those and working in the grey areas is, is the real skill, man. Yeah. Well that's it, man. It's like it's very fluid with the way that it works. Yep. And um yeah, like you said, man, the rat's tail is not a very fluid hair choice. No. <laughs> it doesn't no, move with the times. No, bro. Listen, <laughs> straight up, man. If you if you got a rat's tail, don't don't come up to me and talk to me, man. Unless unless you're like a UFC fighter. I feel like they're yeah, the only dude, guys you give a fuck a free pass to a rat's tail. But if a dude comes up to me looking for conversation with a rat's tail, I feel like it's just we're not going to have a lot in common, man. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. Um, it minuses like three points. Yeah, right, yeah. Like yeah. if you if you've um like yeah. even if you're a monk and you believe in <laughs> everything, but you've got a rat's tail. Like if you chuck a rat's tail on a monk, yeah, yeah. All of yeah. a sudden, no one's going to be listening to him like Gandhi. You know, fucking If man. you chucked a rat's tail on Gandhi, all of a sudden they start questioning everything you ever said. <laughs> <laughs> man, if I saw a rat's tail on Gandhi, I was like, this motherfucker pushes weight in the background somewhere, <laughs> yeah. man. He's like, hey, I know you. I see you man <laughs> yeah coming out here trying to be a public servant but that rat's tail takes it all away you know you're affiliated with either bikies yeah, or you got some something sort of, going on yeah yakazu yeah. or some <laughs> shit like that man you know <laughs> so mm. the rat's tail just undoes everything man evidently general. though if you had the rat's tail on the front with just like the single like line of hair it's like a like a ancient you know script writer or something yeah bro if i saw a dude um, with a rat's tail plaited at the front, yeah. you know, for me, firstly, I would be like, 
what arts is he into? Yep. Like, is he, you know, like, is he in the creative arts or is he a painter or is he all of them? Yeah. You know, I, I, I would, um, I would have a lot of questions for that dude, to be honest, <laughs> man. Question the friendship circle that he has. Yep. Upbringing, all that sort of all stuff. All of yeah. it, man. Because, eh? you know, real friends will give you the thumbs up, man. So if you walked out of the house with a, with your rat's tail at the front of your fucking face, yeah, I would need to question, like, not just him, his friend and family base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because somebody let, like... Sl- that caught through the crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. He slipped through the nets with that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Somebody gave him the sign of approval to say, bro, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those people I need to look into, man. That's true, man. Like, how many times... Have you tried something out for the first time? You know, you got a new new outfit or something, new hat, something like that. And someone's just like, bro, I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, man, bro, bro. I can remember. New car, have you ever got new rims on your car or something? Yeah, yeah, man. You just totally got put in the fucking wanker space, man. <laughs> new song that you like? Yeah, bro. Yeah, you tried to rip it out, man, and you can't because it goes against all your belief systems, you know. I had that the other day, man. I was like in the shop because I've spent my career bagging out Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then there was a song that came on in a, and, and she was like auto-tuned. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's how she got me, right? And, uh, and the song came on and I was like, man, who's this? I like to be. Fucking Shazammed it, bro. Taylor Swift. And my mate was like, who is it, man? Who is it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I can't get reception here, bro. You know, <laughs> fucking had to kill it and delete it real quick. You know, just... <laughs> and I just throw your phone away. in the river. Yeah, yeah but throw my phone in the river, burn it, lit it up. So there's some shit, man, that you just can't... Like, you got to stick to your guns on, man, and, and bury it. But I did once... I remember once um, getting my hair straightened. Yeah. <laughs> And um and I and I tried to do it myself with my wife's GHD, which apparently is like a top brand. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, I know. so it's, we don't fuck around, man. We get quality. So I tried it, and basically it looked like um, I look like Sideshow Bob, but with my hair pasted down. Yeah, and um, <laughs> bro, it was so bad, and I just walked around with it. And then my friends were like, "Hey, man, what's up with the hair?" And uh, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I was just trying something new." And I knew that by their question, I'd made a mistake yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that I could never undo. <laughs> and, and and that is something that they will have in their pouch forever. Yeah. They, they can't unsee it. Now. They can't unsee it. It's ammunition, man. It's a silver bullet. It's like, oh, you remember that one time Benny tried a hair straightener? <laughs> and straight away, man, I could shiv someone in jail. Yeah. I could be the toughest motherfucker in the world. <laughs> But if my friend pops out behind me and says, hey, remember that time Benny used a hair straightener? <laughs> That's it. It cancels out that hardcore act, man. Yeah, like dude. <laughs> it's like um, when you feel them fly, like if you've got like a new suit or something like that. Yeah, man. It only takes one person to be like, up with the suit and you go home and burn it because <laughs> <laughs> there's questions eh, man. Yeah. there's questions where you know like people are like genuinely are interested yeah. and then you know there are questions that um that are like man your whole world's about to fall apart if you answer this incorrectly yeah, yeah dude I, <laughs> I remember when i first moved into my first house when i moved out you know um on my own yep um I didn't have much stuff in the house, you know, because I was just, I went from like a bedroom to a house, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I had this girl over for the first time and she walks in, she goes, um, do you always live here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, because there was like literally like a lounge chair, coffee table, 
yeah, yeah. Uh, fridge with like a six pack in it and a bed. That's yeah, it. That's, <laughs> yeah, it, that's man, all I, I had. Yeah, straight up. And do you always live here? Yeah, <laughs> and you knew straight up, man. Uh, there was no fucking banging that night, man. It, it wasn't. Just, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. She needed more to be impressed. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'd be unimpressed if anything happened because that means that like she didn't respect herself. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> if she if she if she hangs out with a dude with that little in his house. Yeah, man. Then like. She needs to lift her standards a little yeah, bit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'd like us to flip it up like this, man. If that woman makes you go out and buy a bed and buy groceries and that, that's the woman you marry. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's the woman you marry. <laughs> What's the picture? Yeah, man. We're, 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 by one question, it makes you absolutely change and challenge your whole fucking view on life. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, shit, I need like salary in my fridge man that's the woman you marry man that's that's the formula bro yeah if it makes you be a better person then that's gonna always make you that next cut above yeah yeah straight like up, if man. you get too comfortable that's not gonna be good for you in the long run is yeah, it? yeah no way man i think like if my, my if my wife's calling me the c-bomb that's good, man. It keeps me on my toes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, was you know what I mean? <laughs> keep, it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it keeps me on my toes, man, you know? I don't even know. I could tell by the tone, the pitch, you know, like all of that, the variation. What was it? Oh, you see, bomb. Okay. Sounds like I'd left some clothes on the floor. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, oh, you see, bomb. All right. That shouldn't have spent that four hundred dollars at the casino, you know. <laughs> it, it's never the thing that you just did; it's the thing that you did yesterday, which never got mentioned. Yeah, and it's right. Just boils up into this one thing, man. You get, like if you, dude, if that ever happens, you got to question your last twenty four hours of your life and yeah, see bro. where you messed up. I call it my whaling wall, bro. You know, like everyone goes overseas, man, goes that whaling wall and just prays and whales yeah. in the wall, man. For me, that is just a brick of all my mistakes. That my wife makes me face on a, on the regular man, <laughs> and I wail, bro. I wail, you know. <laughs> the whale wore back to Gandhi again. There, back look. to Gandhi, and he's fucking his <laughs> Jakazu <laughs> plat man. <laughs> his thug life tattoos, thug life man. Yeah, how crazy! I love that man. I think there's something there with that rat's tails make everything. I reckon, good. yeah, yeah. It, it, the minus three points. That's pretty much all. You, all it does. But rat's tails and ring like nose rings, and I know you rock them, oh, man. Rockin one yeah but it's the bull nose you mean ring. the middle one yeah, 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 yeah the bull nose ring man because i feel like i feel like for me that's that's a solid like check this out yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah oh for sure so if i'm talking to anyone especially like anyone with like a bull nose ring i'm staring at it the whole time the whole time and i want them to know that i'm staring at it i want them to feel like i'm mad rep like rep it you know <laughs> you wanted my attention man you got it <laughs> you hey, got you know? it <laughs> Everything. I'm gonna answer it and then look at your nose ring. I want you to know. I appreciate it. You yeah. Know? You ever seen the the one that goes between the eyes there? Just on the. Top oh, of the I nose? have, man. I have. Yeah, yeah on Star the, Trek. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, it even looks like the people that get that look at it themselves. Like, yeah. if you ever see someone with one of those, it looks like they're just constantly cross-eyed now. Yeah, man. They yeah. can't stop looking at it, bro. There's something about when you look when you're talking to someone and and if their eyes keep gravitating, there's something on you. It, it builds like self-consciousness in you, man. I was yeah. like, I'd like this week been in training and everything and I'd noticed people kept looking at my crutch and I was like, man, like not all stereotypes about <laughs> black people are true, man. So <laughs> it wasn't like they were, you know, fucking like mad giving me the likes. I went home and realized this morning when I went to put on my jeans, I had a massive hole in it. So these people had been subject to 
to the fucking trauma of my crutch all week. (laughs) And I was so embarrassed, man, by that. And you know what I mean? So, you know, it's not that I look at things to be like trying to make people self-conscious, but I'm like, if you're going to put steel in your face... <laughs> and then try and talk to me about political science. Like it's not there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to sit up and act like you haven't got a fucking bar in your face, man. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> Dude, it would be like me not pretending I have a beard, you know. If I just said to someone, like, <laughs> if someone said to you, like, oh, that's not like I've had people not even say what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. walk up and say, man, I like that, and I'll be like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I was working like my first job when I come out of high school. I live, I grew up in Mount Isa, man. So like this shit old mining town. Yeah, yeah. I know, man. Queensland, man. But man, I love to it. I love it. I won't say shit old. But um, the first job I ever got outside of like the bakery, my dad hooked me up with one of his mates and said, can you interview him? And this guy got into a fight and the person took a bit of chunk out of his nose. So his nose looked funny because someone bit a chunk out of his nose and bit it. Yeah, man. That's gnarly, dude. What they fucking bit? Just it. bit a chunk out of his nose, <laughs> oh, man. Just shit. bit it out. And my dad was like, "Oh, you're gonna go in for an interview with so and so." It's like, don't look at his nose. Someone bit a chunk out of his nose, and it's really self-conscious. That's good of him to give you the heads up. Yeah, man, imagine if he just didn't, didn't say anything. Absolutely, man. But I. But what do you think I fucking looked at, man? Oh, the whole time, man. Yeah. You know, this dude had a bite out of his <laughs> nose. So I was looking at the goddamn thing the whole time, you know. And and that to me, bro. Did it have the like the bite mark? Yeah, it had like <laughs> and then it looked like some shitty Mount Isa doctor tried to put skin graft on it, man, you know. <laughs> off, off his butt cheek. Yeah, you know? and it's like and let's all act like that's not there, man. Let's just buy into this friggin' yeah, yeah. you know, illusion that that looks like a normal nose. Like <laughs> yeah. it wasn't man, it wasn't the case. He took Michael Jackson's nose and put it on this side. Yeah, bro. This dude made Michael Jackson look fucking normal, man. (laughs) Oh, shit. It was off chops. But I I was like mad for the heads up. But I think, like, that's my dad. And my dad's, like, I've got two dads, right? They're both funny dudes. They're not comedians. But they have this weird way of looking at the world that's hilarious. And, And that's what made sort of... That's that was them in a nutshell, and so my dad would make this really whacked up story about a dude with a bitten nose <laughs> to put pressure on me, because in his head he's going to think it's absolutely funny that one of his good mates and sons sitting in a room and they're all self conscious <laughs> about the one nose. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but it's good on the, like I said, good on the heads up, man. I've, I've, I know that sometimes in interviews it's already awkward as it is. Imagine just having a B in one where you just like get that sprung on you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, we'll, um, I reckon that's pretty good, man. We'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, we'll get some dates out. What do you got coming up? Look, bro, we've got coming up, and let me check my phone for this. We have got the Corey Comedy Showcase, which is um, killer. Um, now, that is on the – oh, here we go. Sorry, man. That's oh, all good, man. Corey Comedy Showcase. Here we go. we got the 19th of March, yep. um, and it's at uh, – uh, tickets available online so you could definitely definitely get tickets online go to Facebook and just type in Corey Comedy Showcase and you'll see uh, us fantastic guys sitting up standing up there just ready to rip it up yep I would love to have an Aboriginal female comedian man in the Corey Comedy Showcase in the year to come yeah so it would just be great to see uh, you know Deadly Funnies 2021 uh you know bring through a strong aboriginal female comedian man uh because they got a lot to play with their female and their aboriginal yeah uh so it would be cool uh but look for, let's say for the crew comedy showcase it is a bit sausage heavy but 
will be there, man, showing love about the culture. Get out and in about uh, March-ish, uh, April, um, we'll be filming uh, my um, actual one-hour special in Sydney. Oh, nice. And it's This Is Australia. Yep. I've been writing this for about two years. Finally got the nuts to... To, to get up and, and film it and fucking put it out there and produce it. We've got... Do you know where you're going to do that? Yeah, so we're going to do it in a cafe in Redfern. And yep. we'll, we'll, we'll release those dates once all the sign, you know, everything's been signed, sealed and delivered. Um, but we're, we're just talking about Australia, man, through the eyes of an Aboriginal person. We're going to look at a lot of the political stuff, uh, you know, and, and, and have an open and honest conversation about Australia through the eyes of an Aboriginal. Yeah, rad. That'll be sick, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see how that all rolls out. Yeah, great, man. That was the first half of the Benny Eggmalee's episode. Thank you for listening so far. And before we go, I've got a couple of dates to announce between now and the next episode. So on the um, 26th of Feb at the Boardwalk, we've got the uh, the one-year anniversary of the open mic there. So head on down to the Boardwalk in Belconnen from 8 o'clock to see that one. And on Friday the 28th, I'll be doing my guest spot on Local and Live. So tune in to 98.3 XFM from 4.30 onwards to hear me on that one. Um, and then we've got uh, Smith's Alternative open mic. So that's Sunday the 1st of March from 7 p.m. Thanks for listening and remember to like, subscribe and share the podcast and uh, stay tuned for the second half of this episode. Thank you. Thank you.